and welcome to the Word of Life Church Podcast. We're delighted you've chosen to spend some time with us today. We believe that today's message has the power to inspire and elevate your faith journey. Before we dive in, we'd like to express our heartfelt thanks to our partners. Your generous contributions make it possible for us to continue spreading the gospel, serving our community, and carrying out our ministry. If today's episode moves you and you'd like to be a part of our mission, we'd invite you to become a partner. Your support has an everlasting impact and allows us to reach even more souls. Now, let's turn our hearts and our minds to the Word as we begin today's episode. So this is our last week of the Four to Soar series. Pastor kicked it off with amazing words on prayer and fasting, and then the one and only Pastor John spoke on obedience last week. And uh, I would say I get to land the plane, but it's on about soaring. So I guess I get to take off. Like, I guess we get to take off this week. You're supposed to laugh at that one, too. I mean, mean, we're going to... We're going to have to work on this, uh, on the course of this message, guys. Uh, so <laughs> can we just talk about soaring just for a second? You didn't cheer for it, but hopefully everybody wants to soar. Like, do you have this sense like I do that, man, God just has more. Like, hopefully that's why you're here. Hopefully you're not just trying to like check a box off your, your religious checklist. Like, hopefully there, there's, God, there's something in you like that's just like, man, I, There's more for me in this new year, and there's more for God has in me. He wants to lift me higher. He wants to show me more of himself. I hope you come every single week with that expectation. Like, I'm going to see something different and new and beautiful about God this week. I hope that's true for you. I I have this sense in my heart, and we had a big prayer conference. It was just so big then of God is taking us somewhere. And we've had these words spoken over our church about uh, being a, a plane on the runway about to lift off. And that, that was given by somebody who didn't even know what the January series was for to soar. So God is just lining things up. And I believe we're going to soar as a church. And what I believe that means is just more of the glory and the goodness of God. Like, I believe we're going to see signs and wonders, and uh, I believe we're going to see bodies healed and families restored. And uh, man, what we're going to do in the world in this decade, whew, I'm talking about that, that's soaring to me. I believe nations are going to be changed because of what Word of Life does in the world. I believe the landscape of heaven is going to be changed because we're going to soar. That, that word soaring, I think, is, has a lot to do with what we're going to take even to the world. Uh, and so every time, man, every time you give or you're, you serve here, but you're a part of us soaring and taking some stuff to the world. And Isn't that exciting to be a part of? Man, amen. Uh, so that's soaring to us, and um, it's revival, it's breakthrough. But I, I believe in even for that for you and your family. Like, like, what's breakthrough look like for your family? Man, do you need some relational break, breakthroughs? Do you need some children to come back home? Do you need some, some financial miracles in your life? I believe soaring is full financial provision. It's healing for our bodies, wholeness of our minds. That's where you say amen again. Like, hallelujah. Like, that's soaring. And I believe, like, we've tasted it. But, man, I believe we're going to see even more. So how do we get there, Right. Well, fasting, prayer, obedience, and today we're talking about connection. Today we're talking about connection, and I'm preaching here. Pastor is actually preaching at Lakeland right now. Uh, so here's what you do. 
All right, you listen to me today, and then tomorrow you go on the podcast and you listen to Pastor talk about connection and get your double dose, because I think we need double doses of connection. I believe our, we're, we've been so trained by our Western individualistic society and culture uh, that we, we, we think so much more about ourselves personally and individually than we do ourselves as a body. That is a whole, probably another message uh, in and of itself, but we're supposed to soar. But my point today, when I hope the Holy Spirit just bursts in your heart today, is this conviction that if we're going to soar, we have to soar together. We have to soar together, that God just didn't save individuals. God saved a, a body. He calls us his body of Christ, and we have to soar together. When I think of soaring as a, as a church, and as a body, I think of Acts Right, you probably know the story, Acts chapter two. Uh, it's a group of people that Jesus told to wait in an upper room because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. So they're on this runway in the upper room, right? And they're waiting for the Holy Spirit to fall and just to, to soar in the more of God. Uh, and uh, and we know that we know the story. That it took them ten days. It says they got in one accord and the Holy Spirit fell. Tongues of fire fell, and it spilled out into the streets, into the world. And that's, that's soaring. What a beautiful picture we have of soaring. Uh, but imagine the alternative to that story. Imagine an alternate ending where this group of people, man, they, over 10 days, some of them got a little bit in the flesh. Is that hard to imagine? Do you ever get in the flesh? You know what I mean by the flesh? Anybody who's, who's been churched, or maybe you're not church, you're not familiar with that phrase, it just means you get a little, you get a little hangry sometimes. You know, maybe you, 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 don't, uh, you didn't get the sleep you needed, and, and somebody looks at you sideways, and, and, and you think maybe, maybe something's up, you know? Maybe we got to go take this outside and throw some hands or something. Uh, and, and this group of people, it's not hard to imagine, they were Jesus' disciples and his family, uh, maybe his family might have resented his disciples a little bit because Jesus spent all his time with his disciples. Uh, they were Jews and Romans who, I mean, historically did not get along. One was the oppressor, the one other one was the oppressee. You think it was all roses and rainbows in that upper room? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, it's not hard to imagine a scenario where, again, somebody looks at somebody, a, a Roman soldier looks at a rabbi and is like, what are you looking at? Huh? And uh, and all of a sudden, instead of spilling out in the streets in the power of the Holy Spirit, they're they're filling the streets with another kind of spirit. Uh, instead of speaking in tongues, they're speaking in not tongues. Uh, there's some expletives being thrown, and all of a sudden, they're having you know the, the the people around there are having to break up a huge brawl. Well, that would have been an entirely book, different book of Acts. <laughs> kind of fun to read, but a different book of Acts. Uh, and I'm so, but I'm so glad that didn't happen. I'm so glad they managed to come into one accord and that they managed to lift off the runway and soar into the heights of heaven. Uh, and so I think we can learn from le- some lessons from that about staying together, about the, the, the power of coming together, of, uh, of what it means to soar together. And I think if you look at this story, you see really three things that in, if we want to soar together, we must first come together, and we must stay together, and we must go together. Uh, so we're going to dive into to these truths and ask the Holy Spirit to really just birth some things in our hearts. Uh, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. 
Ephesians chapter 3, let's dive in here. Now, Ephesians 3, uh, starting verse 14, uh, this is a soaring prayer, I would call it. Uh, You should be praying this over yourself, over your family, over your neighbor, over your neighbor's family. Everybody you know, this would be a great prayer to pray. This is Paul praying for the Ephesians. They've already uh, been walking with Jesus, but Paul says there's even more than you even realize. And so Paul says in verse 14, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from the whole family in heaven and earth his name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? Uh, that's soaring to me. Lord, yes, fill me with your fullness, God. And now here's like the, the pinnacle, the climax of it. Now to him who is able to do what? Exceedingly what? abundantly, a what? Above, exceedingly, abundantly above, soaring through the air, all that you ask or think. How many need God to do some exceedingly, abundantly aboves in your life? Man, you're looking to the blue skies. These are the blue skies, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Let your glory fall in Jesus' name. Now to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. And we, man, I love this verse. It stretches me. It it, it boosts my faith. I'm like, yes, exceedingly abundantly, God, you can do it, Lord. Only you can. That's the soaring verse. But you know what? Sometimes we read that and we don't keep going because there's a chapter break there. Because the next part is the together passage. Soaring together is what we're talking about this morning. Look at chapter 4, verse 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Notice this word called over and over again. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity, somebody say keep the unity, of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called and one hope of your calling one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. So what picture does this paint for us? That we've been called to a body and God has a perfect design for that body. And he's got gifts that he's given you that fit into that body for you to bring your part to the body. Amen. Somebody say amen to that. That's good news. Uh, And until you find your fit in that body, you don't find who you are or what you're made to do. My house uh, looks like a Lego graveyard. Any parents of young kids have Lego graveyards in your house? Oh, you have Lego serial killers too. Yeah, I've got Lego serial killers uh, in my house. There's four little ones. Uh, and man, I find body parts everywhere. Like Luke Skywalker's head in the couch. Uh, I step on R2-D2 in the middle of the night all the time. There's, you know, parts of X-Wing planes. My kids love Star Wars, in case you can't tell. Uh, part, plane parts in my, my, my sock drawer, you know. And 
And sometimes I'm going around and looking at all these pieces, and uh, sometimes I just can't help but think that this is what the church looks like sometimes. Like, like I look at this random part on the ground, and I'm like, what is this? Like, what does it go to? It's, it's so separated from the parts that it was designed to connect to that I don't know what it is and what it is supposed to do. And I think there's Christians that walk around and they're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Because they're not, they're not connected to anything. You know, they're not connected to anything. It's like a plane. It's like a, 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 the wing of a plane on a runway that's like, you know, it's, it's hoping to take off. It sees the blue skies. Like, I want to go in the blue skies, but it's just a wing. It's just a wing kind of laying on the ground. And you know what? I don't want to be a, a church of just plane parts laying on the ground of a runway. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't want to just paint them cool colors and put cool LED lights on them and, you know, have good music and all that and even pray, pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, blow, Holy Spirit, lift us up, Lord, take us to the more. It's like that prayer does no good as long as those pieces are just laying around disconnected from one another. But when those parts come together, according to a master design and a master plan. Come on, somebody. When you follow the Lego instructions and actually keep the Lego pieces together, man, it creates something beautiful. You, you, don't, you don't look at each part and say, what is that? You know what it is because it's connected to the rest of the parts. You, you know what those parts do. Finally, that wing is able to lift up off the ground because it is acting according to the design of the designer. And it's where it's supposed to be. It's fit together. It's where it's called to be. And I just want to say this morning, and I pray the Holy Spirit just impresses upon you this morning, you're called to be connected. I hope that it's here. I pray that it's here. Maybe some of you are kind of still searching that out. But, but you're called. You may think you just choose a church. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, you're called to a church. You're called to fit somewhere. You're called not just to fit, but you're called to give. You're called to give something. Uh, you know, th- this fit, man, there's nothing like just fitting somewhere. There's nothing like a hand going into a glove and you're like, oh, man, when I came into this church, I was like, oh, man, this is, this is my place. And hopefully you feel that. And hopefully you meet people, uh, you build relationships with people and you're like, man, I've found where I've called. There is nothing like finding the place you were called to. Can I get an amen to that? There's nothing like it. And then once you find that place where you fit, man, this, there's nothing like experience. Oh, experiencing this, wow, oh, I have something to give to these people. Oh, I didn't even know that was, that was there. But when you're, when you're attached to the people that you were designed to be attached to, you find gifts that come out of you that you were designed to give to those people. It's, it is, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And if you've never experienced that, let me just encourage you and tell you that it's possible. I think sometimes we don't, we, especially in a church like this, maybe we, we feel kind of anonymous and you know, we feel like we're floating around looking for a place. But let me just tell you, keep going. Like, keep looking for that place because there is a designer. His name is God and he has designed this body. And he's designed a place for you to fit. And only a perfect designer can cause something like this to lift up off the ground. 
You know, only a perfect designer could cause an airplane, a 200-ton assortment of metal that looks different. Only a perfect design can cause that thing to get up off the ground. Ask the Wright brothers, right? Uh, only a perfect design. Otherwise, it's just a, it's a hunk of metal. I mean, it makes me marvel every time I see it. Like, how is that thing in the air? Uh, but it's, 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 everything is according to its perfect design. God has designed a place for you to fit and give. And you know what? He's always actively calling you and leading us to take our place in his design. And you'll always wonder who you are until you find your place in the body. Always. And I, and I love that about God because we can't get comfortable. I love that. I love that about God. He will not let you get comfortable until you find the place he's made for you. I love that. I hate it, but I love it, you know? I'm so thankful for it. So we have to come together. We have to, we have to come together. The, the second thing is we have to stay together. <laughs> it's not enough just to come together. We have to stay together. Uh, I don't know if you saw on the news a couple of weeks ago, uh, a little boy and his mom boarded a plane. Uh, I don't know the whole story. Maybe it was uh, just a, maybe it was a Christmas present to the little boy, this trip to sunny California. Oh, we're having a great time. And maybe it was his first flight. So the mom was, you know, just waiting to see his reaction as they took off. And uh, maybe he's all smiles like, look, mom, look, look, at, look how high we are. And uh, so they're having this great time until boom. Whoosh! And they look over just in time to see this huge hole, gaping hole in the side of the plane. The mask are falling from the ceiling. The mother reaches over instinctively and just grabs a hold of her son just in time because the suction rips the boy's shirt off. Anybody seen this on the news? Like, true story. And that's the last time I'm ever flying on an airplane. Uh, please come on our mission trip next summer. Um, but like, how terrifying is that? Um, how terrifying? My guess, I haven't read the whole story, but my guess is that was not the designer's fault. It was the fault of the one in charge of maintaining the plane. It wasn't the person that designed the plane. He designed it to take off and land fine, but it was the fault of somebody that was supposed to tighten some screws that morning. Uh, somebody that just kind of casually glanced over the checklist and say, ah, it'll be okay. Or, or let's, we'll, we'll just ignore that. I th- I'm sure it's okay. Uh, we have to maintain. No, we have to maintain these, these connections. Look in Ephesians 4, uh, verse 3. This is our together passage. Remember, it says, endeavoring to keep the unity. Somebody say, keep the unity of the Spirit, of the Spirit, in the bond of peace. Another transition says, maintain the unity. Okay, so where does the unity come from? Pop quiz. Whose unity, who brings the unity? The Spirit. It's of the Spirit. It's not of, that's great news to me, by the way. Like, it's, it's not of your personality. It's not of your favorite sports teams. Hallelujah, because there's no other Auburn fans around here. Um, it's, it's, it's not of your skin color. It's not of your background. It's of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Like, our, our greatest common denominator is Jesus. You know, and, and that is enough for us. It's the unity of the Spirit. But look, at it's so interesting. We're called to maintain it. 
We're called to maintain it. We're called to, you know, not hold grudges against one another. We're called to forgive. We're called to be tenderhearted. We're called to be humble. We're called to uh, uh, love. We're called to be patient, long-suffering. This is how we maintain. And he helps us. How do we, how do we maintain? We, we stand in the flow of the Spirit. In order to maintain unity, we must stay in God's flow. Man, because love flows from the head, it flows through us and to each other. So the the we we're called to maintain is in we don't we don't ignore things we don't uh, we we don't let we don't harbor bitterness or grudges no 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 we 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 deal with it we connect to the head and let his love flow and get rid of those things we let the love flow if we'll stay in the flow man we will have supernatural unity that will cause us to soar but each one of us has to choose I will not stop the flow come on someone say I will not. Stop the flow. In Jesus' name, I will not stop the flow. That's why we do communion. That's why we come together. We, we take the bread, drink the cup. It, Jesus, you can't harbor unforgiveness when you realize how much you've been forgiven. You can't. If you're honest with yourself, if you're truly taking this word to heart, you can't do it. And so we stay in the flow. And this is where I love even the, if you allow me to switch metaphors a little bit from the, a plane to a body as Jesus did. Man, what I love about the body is that it, it, it repairs itself. That, that uh, when, when one part is suffering a, you know, a cut or a bacteria or virus, man, cells from other parts of the body come and the blood carries those, those, those nutrients and those cells, those B, T cells, and destroys those invading you know, cells. Isn't that cool? But it has to be connected though. I love that God has built that into our bodies, this maintenance system, if we let it flow and don't block it up. And that's the problem, right? I mean, that's, 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 our, that's our deal, is, is we live in this world that just causes us sometimes so many blockages. You know, like, it's like the food that we eat, we, we bring in from the outside, has fat and cholesterol in it and causes this buildup in our arteries, and that'll kill you. It causes these blockages that'll kill you. Just like, just like we live in this world and every day we're dealing with people in this broken world. And every day we're suffering you know, uh, conflicts and disappointments, miscommunications and misunderstandings and harsh words and rejection and shame and, and all these things. And all the meanwhile, if we ignore that stuff, which is easy to do because it happens on the inside, and we could put on a, face, a smiley face on the outside and pretend like it's not real. Meanwhile, these blockages build up in our hearts. But if we want to maintain unity together, we have to, we have to maintain our own hearts. We have to maintain, we have to, man, get in the flow, let the love of God just wipe out these blockages. When we pray for breakthrough, and I even sense this morning as we're worshiping, talking about the blood that, like, that, that we sang about breakthrough, and that's what I've had in my heart this morning. I mean, I believe the Holy Spirit right now is even moving and wants to do some breakthrough in some hearts. Man, maybe you've just had some blockages in your heart. Man, some things you've been harboring against somebody, maybe somebody, what somebody did to you. But man, do some maintenance this morning. 
Maybe there's somebody you need to forgive or after this, man, go, go, go call and say, you know what? I, I've been holding this against you. I just need to say, I, I forgive you. Maybe you need to apologize. Husbands, maybe you need to apologize today. Maybe you need to apologize to your kids for something. That's, that's maintenance where we're, we're letting the, the love of Christ fill us with all the fullness of God and we're letting it flow out. And that's how we stay together. That's how we stay together. So one, we stay together. Or one, we come together. Two, we stay together. And, and three, we have to go together. We have to go together because, um, you know, the world, um, it, the world needs this kind of love that we have. And, and I, believe, I believe that's the pattern of love. As we stay under the flow of love, it, it, we, we, we're filled with it and it moves out to one another here, but it also moves out to the world. Uh, and we come across people that just have these blockages in their heart. And you know what? We get to love them because love will break a clot in somebody's heart. Uh, my dad, uh, growing up, man, he, he had some blockages. And I don't even know the, the full extent of everything. I just know it, it caused him just to close up and work. <laughs> um, he, he, he was just so stoic and closed in and and our relationship wasn't bad. It was just cold. It was just distant. He threw himself into his work and missed a lot of my games, which honestly caused my own heart blockages a little bit. I, I, I was hurt, you know. When your dad doesn't come to your games, it's, it's hurtful. Uh, and so, but in college, God was doing some stuff in my heart, and I just decided to let God deal with my own blockages, I mean, you can't deal with the blockages in, in between us if we don't deal with our own blockages. And so I, I let the love of God just, man, I let, I let my heavenly father love on me. And that love began to break up some of those feelings I had towards my dad and uh, some of those blockages. And, and they, they, man, God broke through them. Hallelujah. And what happened next was, man, that, that love, it, it broke through and then it began to flow out. And you know that love is flowing through you. You know you don't have any blockages in your heart when you're flowing out towards somebody. When you, especially when you flow, start flowing towards the person that created the blockage in the first place. That's how you know the love of God is fully working in your heart. Is you're moving out towards them. It, you, you, you desire reconciliation. The Bible says, pursue peace with all men. That's what this is. It's, I'm so full of the love of God. He saved me when I was his enemy, when I was broken and lost and blind. And he saved me and I'm, I'm filled with his love and I can't keep it to myself. I have to move outwards. And that's how you know you're filled with the love of God. And so I started to, to do that with my dad. And um, God gave me some words to speak to him. Uh, words of love and words of respect. I was like, God, he doesn't deserve to hear this. What about this? What he's done? And, and the Lord reminded me of what uh, he had healed me from. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't clog it back up. You know, just because you get a breakthrough one time doesn't mean you, you, you don't have to keep fighting for it. That wherever there's a clot, it'll, it'll continue to try to clot up if you let it, and it will. And so we have to stay. We this is good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I didn't say this last service. We don't just fight for breakthrough. We stay in breakthrough. We stay in breakthrough. And so sometimes, and we just have to stay in that place of breakthrough and keep fighting for it. And so I, I did that with my dad and I, I asked him to dinner 
And I just began speaking to him what God had told me to say to him. And words of respect, Dad, thank you. I just, I just want to thank you for loving our family through the way you provided for us at, at, your, at your job. Um, I, the Lord showed me, has allowed me to see that really so much of that was love for our family. I just want to say thank you for being a great dad and provider. And you talk about somebody's mouth falling to the floor. I mean, immediately my dad was just, I could sense this, re, this emotion of, I don't deserve to hear these words. And it was the grace of God to him. And that's what the grace of God is. It's, it's, it's a love that we, none of us deserve. And what that did, man, as I started speaking that and, and uh, over the day, next days and months, man, I could just see this softening in dad's heart. Uh, and, uh, Eventually, it took a while, it took years, honestly, but I saw this slow, steady progress of dad's heart getting softer. Our relationship improved. We became friends and it was real. And eventually, man, the dam just burst in my dad's heart and he was truly filled with the fullness of God, the love of God. And he lived the last eight years of his life on this earth walking with Jesus and full of his love and testifying of his goodness. Amen. And I'm not, I'm not taking credit for that necessarily, but I'm, I'm not testifying of me, but I'm testifying of the love of God. I'm testifying of the love of God when we move out in love towards people. When we come in contact with people that have these blockages in their hearts. Man, they just, they need grace. They need the love of God. They need to see a love that is unconditional. They need to know the acceptance that they have in the Father. Man, people, uh, our heart blockages are, are anger, uh, loneliness, their rejection, shame, all of these things. And the love of God is more powerful than any of it. We have to let it flow. We have to let it flow through us and we have to let it flow to other people. And, uh, but you know what? As we go, this idea of going into the world... Um, Man, the world needs to see our unity, our unity, like together. It's not just us loving individual people. The world needs to see like our unity together. You know, unity isn't just for us to come to church and enjoy and sing Kumbaya. It's the evidence to the world of the power of God's love. This is fascinating to me. Jesus actually put priority on our love for one another over our love for the world. Okay, I think I need to prove it to you. John 13, 35. John 13, 35. If you'll put that on the screens. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus said, by this, all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for who? One another. Isn't that fascinating? I mean, God so loved the world. He gave like, like that matters that we love the world. But here Jesus is saying, your greatest testimony to the world is going to be your love for one another. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that just staggering, though, a little bit? Like, what? what? Like, why, why is that so remarkable? Like, our love for one another. Well, if you look around this room, the, the world says that you're, you, you're supposed to be friends with people that are just like you. Uh, this, especially in this tribal world we live in, man, it's like, man, tribes are just... Man, we gather into these groups that where we look alike, we think alike, we talk alike, and then we throw stones at each other. And how strange is this gathering of people in the world we live in right now? 
And I believe, I believe that it, it, Jesus said this because when we love each other with the power of his love and we come together and we soar together, man, it is bewildering to the world. It doesn't testify of us. It testifies to the love of Jesus. When they see, man, they don't have enough in common to be this close. They don't have enough of the same, same skin color or background to, to be unified. How are they in unity? There must be a force holding them together that is stronger than anything in this world. And all of us say amen to that. Man, and I believe it's, it's, they're seeing like it's like a plane, all these pieces of metal that look differently, but they fit together tightly and perfectly. Somehow 200 tons of metal is flying through the air. And I believe that's why we have to soar. That's why we have to take to the skies together. It's so the world will see that and about what kind of strange love is this, that they would all choose to love one another. Amen. Amen. So what, what, what work has to be done in your heart uh, for, for you to draw closer together? Uh, what, what work needs to be done this morning for, for us to deal with maybe some of the blockages in our heart? Do, do you know that you're called to a body? Do, do you believe that like deep down? Do you believe that you're, you're called here? Do you believe that you have something to give here? And have you dealt with the, man, the, maybe the blockages in your heart that have just kept you away from people? Man, the Lord wants to deal with those things this morning. Let's go back to the upper room just as we close here. Let's begin where we started. Uh, you know, these principles are important. We have to come together. We have to stay together. We have to go together. But I, I want to be clear. Uh, why did the people in the upper room uh, come together. Why were they there in the first place? What, what, what gave them reason to work through all of their differences and get in one accord in 10 days? What, why? What was it for? They were passionate for Jesus. Oh man, they were hungry for Jesus. You know, I, unity is important, but you know, our, uh, the plane doesn't get off the ground without passion for Jesus. Uh, the, but passion doesn't stay in the air without our connection for one another. And I, maybe that's it for you. Maybe, maybe you, um, maybe you're all about relationships and maybe it's that passion for Jesus that God wants to do in your heart this morning. Maybe, um, you know, but, but man, if we're, if we're passionate about connection and not Jesus, all we're looking for really is a club and we're not a club. We're a living body. And if you're passionate about Jesus, but you don't want any part of the relationship side with, with people, uh, I'm sorry, I have bad news for you. <laughs> it's a package deal. But you know what? I believe that is we're passionate about Jesus, man, and we're looking him in the face and we see what he did for us. And gosh, we, 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 we come and are filled with more of him, with love himself. We cannot help but move outwardly in love towards people. And that's the work I just pray is done this morning. And I want to, I want us to ask the Holy Spirit to help us do that. Um, pop quiz question again. When did the Holy Spirit start moving in the upper room? Someone said the day of Pentecost. Uh, I would argue that it wasn't when the fire of the Spirit fell on him. That's not when he started. I believe the Holy Spirit started moving on day one, 
to get all of those 120 in the upper room in one accord. I believe that the Holy Spirit was moving because Jesus had breathed his spirit and his life in them before he left. And the Holy Spirit was working behind the scenes the whole time to get them in one accord. He, he, he had to move inwardly and invisibly in order for there to be an outwardly display of his fire. In order for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come, there had to be this inpouring of the Spirit that, that resulted in movement towards one another. It had to happen. Man, it's like Pastor John preached last week. It's the gradually and the suddenly. As we give ourselves to the work of unity, as we say, you know what? I haven't found a life group yet, but, but I'm going to find one. Or you know what, I, I haven't found the right serve team I want to join, I, I, but I'm going to find it. Or you know what, this serve team is not all I thought it would be. Or this life group is not all I thought it would be. Well, welcome. <laughs> welcome to church. <laughs> it's full of imperfect people. And if it wasn't before, it is now that you joined it. <laughs> that, was, that was a joke. Um, but man, like this, I, I'm not trying to paint this pie in the sky vision for us. Like this is hard work. This takes time. I mean, my wife and I, we led mission teams that were, man, they didn't, there was no natural common denominator between any of them. I'm not even sure some of them really love Jesus, to be honest with you. And man, like it, it took work to get them to come together. And I actually love, we had some like, I always love the first moment of conflict. Like, like they would laugh at me and Lauren because we, we laughed in the middle of arguments like, yes, this is what we've been praying for. Hallelujah. An argument because someone was being honest. Someone decided, you know what? I'm going to stop ignoring the blockage in the clot in my heart. I'm going to be honest about it. And we shouted hallelujah because a clot can't be removed until it's exposed. A clot can't be dealt with until it's identified. And man, it's like, but, but we know we believe so much in the power of the spirit that we know that he can deal with any single clot we have in our hearts. I don't care how long ago it happened to you. And I believe this is by the spirit of God. I don't, I don't care how long that blockage has been there in your life. I don't care what kind of child wounds, what kind of father wounds you have in your life. There's nothing too big for the love of God to break through. There's nothing too big. It's nothing too big. It's the power of the gospel. It's the power of this bread and the power of this, this juice. It's the body and the blood of Jesus. It's powerful enough for any clot, any, any blockage of your heart. But you got to let him do the work and you got to draw together. Sometimes God will use a person against something flowing from the other part of the body to help break through that clot. Amen. Let's stand up and do some heart work this morning. Not hard work, because uh, it's just resting in Jesus. Uh, it's taking this bread and this juice. And if you need one of these, you can raise your hand and the ushers will be in the aisle. Yeah, it's not hard work, it's heart work. And it is hard, I guess, in the sense of, man, you gotta let, you got to let Jesus speak to the deep places. you got to do some true reflection. you got to choose not to ignore maybe what you've just been coping with for so many years. You got to look with unveiled face and open heart at the at this bread that was broke this body that was broken for you so that you don't have to live broken. Hear that again. This body was broken for you so that you don't have to live broken. This body was broken so that it could be put back together with all of us included in it. 
And this cup represents blood that was spilled and shed and life flows from it to us to break up any blockages in our heart and heal any wound that you may have. And so this is a, man, this is a heart moment that we have here where we, we open up our hearts and say, God, I just man, do whatever work you need to do. Show me where I'm called. Show me what part of the body I'm called to. Show me what you have to do through me, God. Amen. Let's every head bowed and every eye closed here for just a minute. If you're here in this place and you would say, Pastor Chase, I'm not connected. I know I'm not connected to Jesus. I know I, I'm not, that life is not flowing through me. And I want to this morning. I want to, I want to draw near. I want to be connected to the body. I want to be connected to Jesus. I need to be in the flow of love. I need to be in the flow of his healing and his life, his salvation. I need forgiveness this morning of my sins. If that's you and you want to join the body this morning and you want to stand in the flow, would you just lift up your hand? This is a declaration of, I want to be in the body. I want to join the body. I want to be in the flow. Amen. Hands going up. Maybe you're here in this place and you'd say, I've got some blockages in my heart and Jesus, I need you to heal. I need you to break through. I need you to remove. Come on, just lift up your hand. If that's you, just acknowledge Jesus. I need some work done in my heart. I need some maintenance done in my heart. I ask you to move right now. Move right now. Father, just pray for all these hands. Father, all these people. Lord, I pray that your spirit would move right now. Pray that your spirit would move right now. Your life would just flow through us right now.